malnutrition continues to be a global problem, especially in adult hospital patients. People with malnutrition have poorer outcomes, and that includes length of hospital stay, increased complications, increased readmission rates, increased healthcare costs, and decreased quality of life. But the good news is that evidence shows how proper nutrition care for hospital patients, and by this I mean early nutrition screening, assessment, and intervention, how all those things can really change this trajectory and improve outcomes, not just for the patient, but also for the healthcare system. Now, healthcare professionals in hospital settings see malnourished patients each and every day, and they do their best to provide evidence-based nutrition care to improve their patients' care and health and outcomes. But this new evidence on the impact of nutrition screening and intervention can really aid in this care and begin to chart a path that helps decrease the number of malnourished patients across the globe. I'm Mara Bowen, podcasting for the Abbott Nutrition Health Institute. I'm here today with Professor Philip Schutz, a board-certified internist and endocrinologist in Basel, Switzerland. Dr. Schutz and a team of researchers recently conducted the EFFORT trial. If you haven't heard of it, EFFORT stands for the effect of early nutritional support on frailty, functional outcomes, and recovery of malnourished medical inpatients trial. The landmark trial was published in Lancet in 2019, and it provides much needed new evidence on the power of nutrition. So with all of that said, Dr. Schutz, welcome. We are really excited you can join us to talk about this today. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad to be here and talk about this important topic with you. Great. Now, before we start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your current role, and also what brought you to this area of focus in your career? Yes, sure. I'm happy to. So um, I'm uh, um, head of a large um, medical uh, university unit um, at a tertiary care center in Switzerland. And from my background, um, I'm an endocrinologist um, and also a specialist for clinical nutrition um, and internist. And so, obviously, I've seen a lot of patients um, which come with both problems, um, elderly patients, polymorbid, and a lot of these patients, um, they have also uh, metabolic uh, disease and also nutritional disease. And so, um, we have realized for a long time that once patients get malnourished, when they lose weight and lose muscle mass, uh, their outcomes really are predicted to be um, getting worse. Um, but it was for a long time unclear whether this is something we just have to accept and we have to focus on the medical diseases um, or whether we can actually do something uh, for their nutritional status. Uh, and this is, uh, this is what brought me um, and our team to the, to the question, uh, how effective in the end is it to treat all these medical inpatients with nutritional support? Uh, can we actually... Uh, impact outcomes such as mortality or complications. Uh, and this is how we started uh, the EFFORT trial, um, which, uh, which had uh, the focus on the problem of uh, inpatient malnutrition. So, of course, there are many trials in the literature on the benefits of nutrition screening and nutrition intervention. So why did your research team want to do the EFFORT trial? What were you hoping to show? Yeah, so when, so when we started uh, to look into this problem, uh, we actually did um, a systematic search and meta-analysis to look all, uh, at all the different trials. And we realized that there is a lot of trials, as you just mentioned, but most of these trials were small in number 
And a lot of these trials did not have really the statistical power uh, to show that nutrition can impact um, medical outcomes such as mortality or uh, morbidity. And I think today when we talk about evidence-based medicine, it's very important uh, for physicians um, to know that actually these treatments um, are effective in reducing um, uh, clinical adverse outcomes and in really improving health of patients. Um, and so the EFFET trial um, is really the first uh, large uh, trial that was powered to uh, show um, uh, effects of nutritional support on clinically um, endpoints such as mortality and complication rates. Um, and so we really wanted to do a landmark trial to understand whether um, malnutrition in the end is a modifiable condition and whether nutritional support is effective in actually and influencing these important outcomes. Can you tell us a little bit about the methodology you followed for the EFFER trial and what specifically you did in your trial in terms of nutrition screening and intervention? Yes, so, so the, the EFFER trial was really a pragmatic trial. So um, within all these different hospitals that participated, we started by doing a nutritional risk screening. So all medical inpatients that uh, went to the medical ward they were screened for malnutrition, and uh, we used the nutritional risk screening 2002, which is a broadly used uh, risk screening score um, in, in Europe, but also in, in the U.S. Um, and so we, we screened these patients, and patients that were nutritionally at risk, they were eligible uh, to be part of the trial. Um, and so we had a couple of exclusion criteria, so we didn't want to have any patients um, uh, that uh, were surgical patients or any ICU patients or patients uh, with terminal disease uh, we didn't include in the trial. Um, but other than that, um, we had a really broad patient population. And so once uh, patients uh, entered the trial, they were randomized either to a control arm, and this was just the standard of care uh, nutrition arm, so patients were allowed to get any sort of nutrition. Um, but we did not have a, a team really looking at their nutritional goals and providing them with uh, oral nutritional supplements or uh, any kind of specialized nutrition uh, formulas. So in the intervention group, um, there we had a protocol, a nutritional protocol, um, which was uh, administered by um, uh, our team, so the nursing team and the registered uh, dietitian. Um, and uh, basically, um, we defined for each patient individualized goals. So we had protein goals, we had cal calorie goals, but we also looked at a multivitamins. Um, and so for each patient, um, we then um, defined a individual strategy how to reach these goals. Uh, so, of course, one patient may prefer um, to work with oral supplements, other patients um, had other preferences, such as working more within a hospital kitchen. And for some patients, it was even needed for a certain amount of time to use enteral nutrition uh, to reach these goals. And so in the end, uh, we uh, compared um, what is the risk of patients to die or to have severe complications, um, whether he was treated just by usual nutritional care or whether we used a nutritional strategy to reach these goals. And so we were very pleased to see uh, in the end that uh, the nutritional intervention was very effective in our trial 
um, and it reduced the risk uh, for severe complications um, by um, about 4%. Uh, so it, so uh, we had a number needed to, to treat in the trial of about 25. So meaning tw- for 25 patients that were receiving nutritional support, we were able to prevent one severe complication and the same was true for mortality. We had a number needed to treat of about um, 40. So for 40 patients that were treated according to our protocol, we were able to prevent one death um, in the trial. What did you expect to find in the data? From from the previous literature, um, we found that you know a lot of studies uh, have shown um, that nutrition is quite effective in improving weight in improving nutritional outcomes. But we were not sure how effective it was really in reducing mortality or also complications. Um, and so in the end, we found that uh, that our nutritional protocol was very effective and um, had a very strong effect on clinical outcomes. And I think this is, uh, in the end, the ultimate proof that we needed to, to show that malnutrition uh, is really a disease and a condition um, that we can be active about it and we can then improve patients' health states um, by using um, nu- nutritional treatment plans. Um, and so I think it was a very important trial because, because it did have a lot of patients and though a lot of statistical power also sh- to show that, um, that nutrition actually is a very, um, it's, it's working and it's actually a very effective treatment. That's great. And can you go into a little bit more detail about what the data actually did show in your results and how it kind of cross-checked against what you expected? Yes, sure. So we found that um, we had different endpoints. So we looked at at worst outcome, which was a combined endpoint. um, And we found that nutrition actually reduced the risk of at worst outcome within 30 uh, days um, from about 27 um, to 23 percent. Um, we also found a low risk of mortality in patients that were treated um, with um, our nutritional treatment protocol. Uh, patients also had um, better functional outcomes, so the risk to have a decline in their functionality was reduced. Um, we also looked at quality of life um, using the EQ5D, the um, quality of life score. And we found a significant improvement in quality of life um, over 30 days um, in the trial. Um, so basically, nutrition um, was very effective in reducing uh, mortality risks, in improving outcomes, and also in improving functionality and quality of life. So I think it's, it's, uh, the results are, are very positive um, and really show that these patients um, have strong benefits from the nutritional intervention. How do you think these findings positively add to that base of evidence showing the benefits of good nutritional care? Yes, that's a great question. So um, when we started the effort project, we um, did a meta-analysis and we found um, that there is quite some trials. Many of these trials are rather small and a lot of them um, really did not look at mortality um, and did not find significant uh, results. There was also the Nourish trial um, published um, recently, which also is a large U.S.-based trial. Um, And Effort and Nourish both uh, showed that uh, nutrition is effective in reducing mortality 
in this patient population. So we have recently just finished a meta-analysis where we gathered all the randomized controlled um, data about um, nutritional interventions in medical inpatients. And so the meta-analysis basically shows that the nutritional intervention uh, produces about a 25% reduction in the risk of mortality. And this was very similar to the results we found in, in the EFFA trial. So I think um, when we look um, globally at the problem of malnutrition, I think these new trials now very much support that uh, nutritional um, treatment uh, has a positive effect on patient outcomes and particularly can reduce mortality um, strongly by about 25%. And I think this is a pretty impressive number. Those are amazing numbers. I'm wondering, did anything surprise you about your findings? Well, I think it was hard uh, um, at first um, to uh, to know whether patients would actually um, stay active in the trial because nutritional care is difficult. Uh, it needs a lot of team effort, so you need the patient on board, but you also need the nursing team on board, the dietitian team on board. Um, and so we found that in most of our patients, uh, we were able actually to reach the nutritional goals uh, within uh, this trial. Um, and I think this was a very positive um, experience for us to see that if you work together with the dietitian team, the nursing team, but also the kitchen, the hospital kitchen, and the patient, that actually uh, the team effort you have there uh, can be very positive. And in the end, also, the results can be very positive. I would say our listeners would definitely agree with that. Um, and I wanted to ask, you and other authors went on to publish a new meta-analysis and a systematic review by Gomez and others in November 2019 in JAMA Network Open. Is that right? And can you tell us what this review showed and how it was different from previous reviews on nutrition intervention in malnourished patients? Yes, so there is a lot of different uh, reviews out there, um, and a lot of these reviews um, have been more qualitative or have not really um, found conclusive results. And I think it was mainly based on the lack of larger trials, um, which, um, which could um, prove in the end um, the benefits of nutritional intervention. So with our meta-analysis that was published last year, um, we uh, really did an up-to-date um, literature um, search. Uh, we included the EFFA trial, um, which was uh, the largest trial with more than 2,000 patients. Um, but there were also some other very large trials, such as the Nourish trial. Um, and so in the meta-analysis, um, we found pretty consistently uh, that uh, nutritional support in patients that are malnourished and enter the hospital, that this is very effective and reduces mortality by about 25%. Um, we also found that the risk of hospital readmission once the patient gets discharged is reduced by about 25%. Um, and we also had um, the length of hospital stay that was uh, shortened um, in the nutritional intervention group for the patients uh, that um, had established malnutrition. So different clinically um, relevant um, outcomes were uh, significantly affected in a positive way by nutritional um, support. Um, and so I think this meta-analysis is very important because it really summarizes all the evidence we have 
um, from the different trials, from different countries. I think we had about 15 different, so trials were done in about 15 different countries. So this is um, this is really a global picture on malnutrition, showing that the the treatment for malnutrition by use of nutritional interventions um, work um, and is very effective. What do you think it takes for clinicians to change their clinical practice? For instance, how can evidence like the EFFORT trial and the new meta-analysis impact this change? I think um, nutrition has been um, seen as a um, just supportive treatment, um, which um, a lot of physicians are not um, aware that it is actually a very effective treatment. Um, Now, nutrition um, is not... it's it's, uh, more difficult than just um, prescribing a patient another pill um, because it really needs a team approach. So first, you need in your hospital to have an effective um, malnutrition screening in place. Uh, You need to identify the patients. Then you need a team going to the patient, talking about nutrition, talking about his goals, understanding his situation. Uh, You also need the team to communicate with uh, the kitchen, um, you know, uh, to bring the food, to to adapt the food to the patient's individual goals. And so it's a lot of team approach and uh, a lot of it's uh, lo- logistics. Um, and so I think it takes some effort to really establish a good um, nutritional team um, in, in the hospital. And so my, um, really my recommendation is for physicians and clinicians um, to look into um, nutrition, to look uh, to 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 make sure that in their hospital they do have a screening program in place that their patients are being um, looked after in regard to all these nutritional um, uh, uh, goals they have. Now I noticed you discussed the term evidence-based medical nutrition in your effort publication. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Evidence-based medicine that has become really the gold standard for treatment. Um, And it uh, means that for each uh, and any treatment that we give our patients, we need to have the evidence that the treatment is effective um, and is not associated with um, any side effects. And also from a um, cost-effectiveness perspective, the, the, the treatment should be favorable. Now, I think the same standard that we use in medicine for all our drugs and treatments, we should use the same standard also for nutrition. And so uh, the term evidence-based nutritional therapy um, just um, kind of uh, underlines this uh, goal that um, we also need to have strong evidence that our nutritional intervention is effective and it is safe and it is also cost-effective. When you look at all of this through the context of the COVID-19 pandemic, how do you think this has affected COVID patients in your hospital and their nutritional status? Yeah, I think COVID is really um, an infection um, that has caused a lot of morbidity and mortality, particularly in the elderly, polymorbid patients, and a lot of these patients are malnourished. And so if these patients are malnourished, um, they have very little um, uh, reserve. Um, And so if they get sick, if they get COVID-19, they um, are at high risk if if they are malnourished that malnutrition becomes worse and that malnutrition will have a very negative impact on their outcomes and and increase the risk that patients will not survive the hospital stay. 
And so particularly for the COVID-19 patients, um, because of the vulnerable patient population that gets infected um, and, and, um, and comes to the hospital, um, we have to be very careful not only um, to only uh, focus now on the infection COVID-19, um, but also to focus um, our attention to their, their nutritional health, because this is something we can actually um, treat. This is something where we can have a positive influence. While for the COVID-19 infection, um, there is still uh, uncertainty, you know, how, how well and uh, the infection actually is treatable with all these different drugs out there. So how then do you think the results of the EFFORT trial can be used to care for these COVID-19 patients to help them optimize their nutritional therapy? So in, in the EFFORT trial, we really included a very broad medical inpatient population. Um, and we had about 200, uh, we had about 400 patients that um, were um, coming to the hospital due to uh, pneumonia. So it is a very similar patient population than the one we see now with COVID-19. And of course, we did not, by that time, um, we did not have any COVID-19 patients in the EFFORT trial. Um, we did have a lot of patients with COPD um, and a lot of patients with pneumonia and, and, and other types of infections. And so in the EFFORT trial, we really, um, we saw that these patients with lung infections, with other infections, patients with COPD, um, if they are at risk for malnutrition, they had a benefit from nutritional intervention. And so uh, we strongly believe that the same would be true now for the COVID-19 patient population. So bringing it all home then, what learnings from this trial can or should clinicians apply to their practice? Well, I think um, it's, first of all, I think it's important that someone cares. So you need in your hospital to really have a nutritional care team. Um, you need to make sure that, you know, patients are being screened and that come into the hospital. And once we, and, and, and um, if we identify patients um, at high risk for malnutrition, we need to have um, people caring for their nutritional support. Um, and so I think it's a lot of um, organizational um, points you need to, to make sure they work. So who is doing the screening? Who is reading the screenings? What, what are you going to do um, once you find um, a patient at risk? Who's going to take care for this patient? Um, how often do you see him to make sure that um, he keeps up um, with his uh, nutritional support protocol? And I think it's very important that everyone in the team, in the hospital team, knows what is his role and what is his responsibility, his or her responsibilities. Um, and I think now for the COVID-19, where we have very sick patients, all the patients, and um, a lot of these patients are also polymorbid and are at risk for malnutrition. And I think it's very important to, to care for these points in order to get, to get the best possible outcomes um, in these patients. Wonderful. Well, Dr. Schutz, thank you so much for your time today. You've been very informative and helpful, and I really hope you'll join us again with future updates on your research. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Great. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. Be sure to visit anhi.org for more nutrition science education and resources, including more podcasts, which you can find under anhi.org, under resources, and then the podcast and videos page. Thank you, everyone.